This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hi, Mommy. I'm on Gangplank. Hey, gang. Welcome back to another superfan episode. For those of you who don't live in the States, or those of you who do, who haven't visited the Queen City, there are a few things that are synonymous with Cincinnati. There's Grater's Ice Cream, Skyline Chili, Oktoberfest, Finley Market, and Q102, 101.9 FM. And they have a morning show, the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. And our guest this week, and I'm so excited, is one of the co-hosts on that show, Tim Timmerman. Hey, Tim. Hey guys, thank you so much. I got a random email from Jen that said, hey, I hear you like below deck. I hear you talk about it. We do a podcast. Want to go? Yeah, let's do it. And that is how random I am. And everybody who listens to us knows that I'm brutally honest. I'm not going to take credit for this. Kelsey, my daughter, has been on here and her husband, Rob, texted me and said, Tim was just talking about Below Deck on the show. You should hit him up. And I'm like, great. I said, I'll look for his contact information. (laughs) And he said, here it is. We're doing an event with him next month. And I'm like, cool. All my work's done. I just have to ask. (laughs) So the worst thing that could happen was you saying no, and you didn't, which is super cool. (laughs) Totally fun. Talk about a cool TV show with some nice people. Why not? Oh, I love it. So people who aren't local and haven't heard you on Jeff and Jen probably also don't know that you are a realtor and you also do home reno with your partner. Correct. So yeah, do the radio thing in the morning, do a little bit of real estate, one of my many side hustles. Mm -hmm. I do a little bit of voiceover work here and there through different places around the country and then also interior design and flip homes to make some extra cash. Radio business is not the most lucrative business. So (laughs) I'm lucky enough to be done with work at 11 o'clock every day and that frees up most of my day to do some other fun interests and adventures. So yeah, keep busy. So when it's time to veg in the evening and open up a bottle of wine or have some beer and watch a mindless TV show Mm -hmm. below deck, one of the below decks, we're kind of caught up on all the old seasons. So we're just watching it every Monday now. How did you get into it? You know, I don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) I think it was just one of those things where it's like with Netflix and Hulu and all of these different streaming platforms. Now, the options of what to watch is sometimes overwhelming. Right. And trying to stay up to date on the most latest trendy, cool thing, which is part of my job. Like I have to know what's going on. Right. With the hot list. Uh huh. But it's also nice to have a show that you can just kind of have on. You can kind of pay attention. 
if you got to run and switch the laundry out or fall asleep, you're not going to miss anything like detriment to the show. It's not like you're watching Ozark where you got to know every single detail of what <laughs> happened and you got to rewind and watch it over again. And I like Below Deck because it's kind of four shows in one. It's a cooking show. Mm-hmm. It's a travel show. It's a reality show. And if you have any interest in like the boating world and yachts and that kind of stuff, it's kind of all four of those shows put together. And you're a Yacht Rock dude, so. I also like Yacht Rock, yeah. (laughs) It all melds into the perfect little formula. When did you actually start watching Below Deck? What was your first Uh, season? Years ago, and I think we started in the middle somewhere. It was Captain Lee somewhere in the Caribbean and probably season four or five. And then we were like, this is pretty fun. So then we went back and started at the beginning. And then we watched the Mediterranean ones and then the sailing boat ones. And is there one in Australia now? Maybe yep, I, feel down like down I saw that as an option. Mm-hmm. Haven't started that one yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten all the way into it yet either. But we've got a new one coming out here very soon, too. Yeah. Adventure series filmed in Norway. And that comes out in the fall. Ooh, yeah. Like below deck Scandinavia. Well, it's just adventure series. I don't know if they're going to stick with Scandinavia, but that's the first installment is Norway. Okay. Love it. That'll be kind of different, too. It's not going to be nonstop beach parties. It'll be <laughs> right. paragliding and some other fun stuff. So that'd be kind of cool. I feel like we'll still see a slide cameo here and there. As someone that worked on the yachts, what was the thing that drove you the most annoyance? Was it the beach party trying to pack everything and keep everything at the right temperature? Or was it something else? Absolutely. Beach parties are how you know God hates you. Is having to do those over and over and over again. In my worst version of hell, I'll go right back to doing nothing but beach parties. <laughs> As someone that dreams of going on one of these four or five day private yacht charters, I don't think I would ever choose to do the beach party. Right. I mean, like there's so many other cool things we could be doing than eating lunch on a rocky beach. Exactly. I don't Correct. Know. <laughs> Let's just drive around and look at stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Or having a beach wedding where there's a whole bunch of strangers half naked staring at you. Yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> I fail to understand the draw other than the fact that it's a cluster and it's entertaining to watch them. Oh, absolutely. It gives me PTSD, but I'm sure for the general audience, it's entertaining to watch. Definitely. So of the franchises, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite captain or a favorite one of the shows or you're just all in for whatever they bring? I really like them all for various reasons. I think Captain Lee, he, I believe, is originally from Michigan. So he'll say some things or his attitude or his work ethic, he'll say some things. And I'm like, that is my dad for sure. And they share right. that Michigan, I work for General Motors mustache. Like, you know, it's just some things, <laughs> just some things about him that I really dig. But then again, I do like the compassion of Captain Sandy, you know, although she doesn't put up with any can we swear on this podcast? Yeah. Yes, sure. you can. She doesn't put up with shit, which I appreciate that. But she also kind of has a little bit of warmness and kindness to her. Although yeah. once I think that runs out, then it's gone. But she at least give you some at the front. That's true. I agree with that. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Sandy's a good human. She's a little misguided sometimes in the things <laughs> that she says and does. But she, in general, is not malicious in her intent. Yeah, that's what I take away. There are certain things I'm like, why would she do that? But yeah, yeah. it ain't my boat. Yeah, exactly. From all the seasons that you have consumed, are there any cast members or crew members that like stand out to you or guests even? I know there's people that use certain quotes in their homes now because they've seen certain seasons. But is there anything like that that kind of sticks out to you? I really like 
Eddie, tugboat driver Eddie. Mm-hmm. I know he was kind of on a few seasons, then he disappeared, and then he kind of came back. And then we found out he drove a tugboat in a town where I have some really close friends that live there. And I was like, oh, wow, oh, this is kind of a weird connection. They don't know him or anything, but they're from mm-hmm. that same part of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was kind of a neat sort of connection. I dig him with each cast. There's always, and I'm sure it's picked that way purposely. There's the person that is logical and sensible. There's the crazy person that probably has a bunch of things wrong with them. <laughs> Undiagnosed. But the <laughs> casting people know that. And that's why she's there because people will be triggered and that'll be great for TV. And then there's the person that you want to do, you know, the mm-hmm. beautiful, hot, sexy person. And then there's just kind of the chef. Yeah. Bravo likes its archetypes. Yes. (laughs) Each season, each location, each cast, I think fits together and I have favorites from each. But if I had to like pick, you know, Kate, she's kind of I enjoy her sassy bitchiness. Uh And I like Eddie because I feel like he and I are probably similar. Like, let's work hard, but let's play hard. Yeah. I do have a question about the espresso martini. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why? I'm 43 (laughs) years old. Okay, I'm 43. I feel like when I turned 21 and went out and would drink. That that was a drink that was popular 20 something years ago. And then I never heard anyone drinking an espresso martini in my life. And I feel like that's all anybody drinks on these boats. And my gut is that it's got coffee in it and it maybe keeps you up to party all night because I would be in bed by 930. (laughs) But is there another reason? Why is that drink so popular? Is it that popular or are we trying to pimp that because Bravo has got to deal with the coffee liqueur company or like. To my knowledge, they don't have any kind of a sponsorship, Mm -hmm. although that's kind of an oversight, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I know that Whispering Angel is. I feel like it's because people have seen it on the show now. There's been enough seasons of it and there was a handful of trips early on in the show where somebody would order one and then everybody would jump on that train. And yes, it has something to do with the fact that there's caffeine in it. I guess it's healthier than Red Bull vodka. I don't know. I haven't seen the science Uh, on that, but I didn't have friends that were classy enough to order espresso (laughs) martinis, to be honest with you. I don't think we hung out at bars where they would have made us espresso martinis, but I know Red Bull vodka was huge for the same reason that it kept you up and kept you going and you still got a buzz. So... I think that's probably where that comes from. I just think there's enough guests that have gone on successive seasons of the show after there was kind of a wave of espresso martinis. And honestly, if you've got somebody with really good bartending experience that's working on a five-star vessel for you, why would you order a vodka cranberry? Mm -hmm. I do agree with that. Or like a Mick Ultra or something. If you're in a situation where you can order craft cocktails, why not? Do it. Because everything's there, right? So it seems kind of silly to be like, yeah, I'll just take a rum and Coke. No, espresso martini sounds a lot more fun. And I'm probably not going to order that at home. (laughs) You know, because then everybody will think I'm an asshole. Actually, (laughs) my friend Sandy and I talk about this all the time, that there was a season really early on where somebody ordered mojitos. And I think it was Kate that said they're either an asshole or a terrorist if they're ordering a mojito. I think I remember that episode. Yeah, because it's just such a pain in the butt to make. And even bartenders at regular bars, beach bars, hate it when you order those things just because it requires so much more manual labor. But I think that's it. I think that that's probably a drink that people would otherwise not order in a regular social setting. They just happen to have high-end bartenders in front of them that can do it and all the ingredients are there. Okay, that makes sense. That's a good answer. We always put it like the new season will start and they'll go out for their first night out or or their guests order. I'm like, there they go. Espresso martinis, they're back. They're not not going out of season this year. 
Yeah. We've had some mixed reviews about season seven overall. Some people are really loving it and think it's finding its stride again after a couple of rocky years after Hannah left. And other people are comparing it to other franchises and think it's boring. Where do you fall? I think it's right down the middle. I will say that the last couple episodes, I feel like there's some stuff happening there that might have been. It was kind of like you ever watch Breaking Bad. There were like three horrible, right. slow episodes and then one that made you go, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to keep watching this. And then there were three more lulls. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first half kind of was slow, but it's ramped up the last couple episodes. I think it's cool. I think there's a handful of people that are kind of duds, but then bookends. Then you got some really extravagant characters as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm happy with it. I'm ready for next week. Who are you drawn to? Who do you like on the season? I will say that usually they're all hot, in my opinion, and I don't know if this is that season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think they're a little more like just kind of average, and maybe that's fine. I'm average looking, so it's cool. But Kyle, one of the stew, Kyle. Right. Yeah. Especially from last night, it really kind of centered around him and that other guy. I also like Z. I think Z's just kind of a fun, cool guy although there's not much happening in z's world yeah this far but on monday night they showed like the rest of the season on below deck med <laughs> and they showed all this stuff and i'm like oh god what's going on with that oh man bravo's trailer game is awesome yeah sometimes the show doesn't live up to the trailers but the trailer game is definitely awesome i was even psyched yeah i think that it's 50 50 on these characters but this season i've enjoyed i haven't enjoyed it less than previous seasons right on jeff and jen you all have a segment called second date update Mm -hmm. what do you think that conversation would be like for natasha and dave (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna ask him if he was team dave or team natasha you know i think they both got some things going on Mm -hmm. i think dave kind of is he needs to like not linger so much and kind of give her some space but at the same time she needs to make a decision like shit or get off the pot you're either with him or you're not right but dave's also kind of lingering around and like she kind of told you she's still talking to the other guy back off but i understand you've been banging for the last three weeks so you got feeling a little puppy doggy yeah the thing about it that we've been discussing a lot on here is real time wise we're talking a few days right where for us it's been eight weeks sure and so we're kind of thinking okay get over it already but it's really only been in three days she's broken up with him got back with her ex-boyfriend and then now is rubbing her new relationship in his face so right and still coming in for a shower bang yeah exactly <laughs> working one of those in too yeah i don't know i like his food his food looks insane i think mm-hmm. his food stands out a lot different than previous chefs it's like oh wow i haven't seen that one before I haven't seen that one before agreed that apple that fake apple, fake that apple. You did. Oh, oh yeah that gosh. thing was insane looking it didn't even it look crazy. real crazy it was so crazy as far as actual skill and talent i put him in my top two Ben is almost always going to be my number one because I've actually worked with him. So I've seen what he does in person. And I feel like that kind of makes a difference. And I've tasted his food. So I can actually vouch for how good it was. For me, skill and just visually, Dave's food is way more impressive than anything else we've seen. Hands down. Yeah. When they started showing what he was making, I was like, oh, wow, that's different. That's different level stuff. Yeah, it is very (laughs) next level. That's different than the nachos that the Russian lady made. Oh, Mila. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't think of her name, but I was just like, I cook better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Mila was definitely not a top moment for <laughs> what you don't pre-lick your steak, Tim. Who are oh. you? <laughs> no. So gross. Oh, she made that. Me. I mean, what a crazy character to have on the show, though. So yeah. she had her role. But yeah, how the hell she did she get memorable? Through? That's for yeah. sure. I'm not sure the way that she intended, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Probably not. Is there anything that you are looking forward to from the rest of the season now that we've seen the trailer? Is there something you're excited to see coming up? I want to see if they follow the Kyle Frank storyline. Mm hmm nipple guy yeah and see if that even has any merit or if was it just a was frank just trying to get on tv or do you want a spoiler tim sure so i did a little bit of a deep dive on instagram (laughs) and i watched that show on instagram too (laughs) (laughs) so they ended up seeing each other again at least once that i can find proof of for halloween last year because kyle showed up in some of the group photos but there wasn't any like chummy cuddly photos of the two of them and both of them are with other people now okay kyle's actually engaged to somebody else now oh wow that was quick wow yeah well you know to each their own well i mean at least he found his groove that's very true he did i think he was still trying to kind of sort things out and i think that this was a big moment for him because not only was it publicized obviously but i think that this was a big moment for him to be able to like put himself out there in that way and jen and i have gone back and forth a little bit on it i look at it much more from a professional yachty perspective where i'm like i don't really care about the love story you shouldn't have done it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was insanely unprofessional. That was actually one thing I was going to ask you is when I knew what we were going to do this today, they all said, as a yachty, you never hook up with a guest, blah, blah, blah. And I was going to ask you, like, what is the ratio of people that actually do? Is that really a rule that you all follow? Or is it just sort of something, you know, when it happens, it happens? It shouldn't happen. Have I known it to happen? Yes. Have I ever personally done it? No. But herein lies the difference, and this is what I explained to Jen earlier, is that in a situation like that, where you start to get super chummy to the point where you're hanging out on the couch with the guests and, you know, you're still in a service role technically, and it comes to the point where they get uncomfortable, which is not ever a position that you should be putting them in to ask you for things. Like when Kyle's sitting there chumming with them on the couch, hanging out with them, and somebody wants a drink, but he's the only person around that works there. Like, do they stop him from having fun to go get them a beverage? Like it becomes this really weird, awkward dynamic that shouldn't exist. Makes sense. And therein inherently lies the professionalism issue that I have a problem with is that you're spending too much time hanging out with them when you should be making sure that you're taking care of their every want and need because that's what you're there for. Like how awkward would it have been if after that night of Natasha and Kyle hanging out with them the next morning they were like, oh yeah, by the way, can you uh, wash and press all of our laundry before you put it in our luggage? Okay, bye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they aren't going to feel comfortable asking you for the level of request that they're entitled to with the vacation that they paid for if they feel like you're going to be upset because you're supposed to be their friend, not somebody that's taking care of them. Yeah, that's where it gets really icky for me. And it's not that I don't understand that. But as the non-professional yachty half of this, I 
love, love. And <laughs> I'm happy to see yeah. after 12 years of having to be quiet and not be authentic to himself and who he was. I love that he gets the chance. That's part of what the show is about. Mm -hmm. The relationship storylines. When it comes to partying here at work and playing, I'm of the idea of as long as your work's done. Right. I know it's a different capacity on a boat. You know, you got your, you're only yeah. on the boat for so many days and you have multiple roles you're filling and mm -hmm. timelines and that kind of stuff. So I get it. Well, you guys mix a lot of social events with what you do. You're not just on air. You do a lot of events around town too. Yeah. So socializing is definitely a part of it. If you really break it down to base what a radio personality is, is we are a professional hangout friend person. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever that means for that friend, which is why I can't lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> well i am glad that you are our new professional hangout friend person because oh, thank you it has been so much fun talking to you and just getting your perspective on this and you can check him out on q102 101.9 fm yep you can stream us online wkrq.com you can find me on the insta it's radio tim with the number eight instead of an a mm -hmm. i do have one more question though can we talk about sure. that beautiful beautiful sexy ass boat that they are on this season that had more problems than every other boat they've ever <laughs> been yeah. on added up like who installed the thrusters did we go right. cheap on the thrusters <laughs> I keep asking people that are actually in the yachting industry about this boat because nobody really seems to know much of anything about it. It's almost like a prototype. I think they've built one more of these since then, or one more has been launched since. One more has been launched, but they've got a couple in the pipeline. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's Heeson Yachts. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're still working out the kinks. Sure. Maybe Heeson thought this was going to be a better showing for them. Yeah. And they might have recommended to the new owner of this boat, like, hey, why don't you charter this boat so we can show it off, you know, all over the mm -hmm. world. And then all of a sudden, major mechanical issues. As like, long as you thrusters. don't need to use the air conditioning, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an interesting looking boat. I can't say it's my favorite because I'm much more of a classical yacht person. I think it's sexy as heck. I mean, good for you. <laughs> if that's your boat type, I'm fine with it. <laughs> What is it? Can I ask one more question? Sure. I think most people, when they watch this show, think, wow, that would be a very cool way to see a part of the world. It appears that most trips are three, four days. Is that truly what people are staying on there for? And then if they're paying a price, because I've looked into some of these things, it's like, oh, it's X amount per week. Mm -hmm. So you divide that up by six, eight people. And you're like, oh, well, that's, you know, 4,800 each or whatever it is. I'm like, that's not too bad for a really, really one of a kind exotic experience kind of thing is that how it really works do people really only go on it for four days or do they rent it longer and why is the season not the tv season the yachting season they always talk about oh the season and it's only do like four weeks and then it's over is that really how long the season is or do they do 12 seasons a year how does that work so no 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 <laughs> and more than you think so most charters i'm charter only so I freelance on a multitude of different charter boats and I do charters all the time. Most charters are seven days. That's a standard term for most charter boats. Most boats won't do anything under seven days because of the amount of work that it takes sure. beforehand to get ready and afterwards to clean up in order to get the boat ready for the next turnaround, right? So the situation that's set up on below deck is unique that way. So to answer the first question is seven days, sometimes longer. Sometimes people will pay a premium just to be able to come on the boat for a long weekend. 
depending, but most charter boats won't do anything under seven days. I always assumed too that maybe they were like favors to Andy Cohen. Like, <laughs> hey, I got some eccentric, crazy friends. They're gonna like be crazy assholes. Let's get them on there for three days. You don't want them there any longer than three days. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, for what it's worth, we only filmed for six and a half weeks. And so in order to get enough interesting guest interaction, they pack eight trips into six weeks. Okay. So they end up being about two and a half, three and a half days, depending. So some of them are there for two. We found out that Roy Orbison Jr. was on the boat for like a week and a half. And they only made it look like a two day trip when he was on board. Yeah, I remember that. That was during COVID. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there are some groups that we see televised that are there longer than the time that we see, but they're only showing the interesting parts. Sure. And not really many of the excursions and things like that, because that doesn't really involve the crew and the crew is primarily what the show is about. For a season, we have two major seasons in our calendar year, and then there's a couple other events that are scattered throughout. So I focus primarily on the Northeast during the summer. So that is from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Some boats will stay up there a little bit past Labor Day just because the weather is good. If not, then they start heading back down to Florida. And then our season picks up again right before Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving to basically Valentine's Day is our winter season. So it's much longer than what they make a season sound like on the show. So when you're saying you're signing on for the season, you're usually talking about summer season or winter season. And then we have another kick in the spring for spring break and Easter. So there's another short window in there where boats stay busy for that length of time. And then you roll right into the summer season. But usually... Most of the boats that stay stateside that don't go to the Mediterranean for the summer will have downtime between September and November because that's the heaviest part of hurricane season. And it's Uh. really dicey. You know that it's a very strong possibility that if you schedule a charter between end of September and beginning of November. Could get canceled. They might get canceled because of weather. And that's not their fault. That's not your fault. It's just weather interesting so yeah that's usually a downtime when a lot of boats get work done so if you're going to go on maybe you might want to try the bravo route and go through casting that way because it's discounted and flights are included flights are included oh good this is some insider tips yeah because if you normally rent one of these yachts you're looking at a quarter of a million a week and with bravo we've heard anything from as low as 40 to sixty thousand for the for the week three day yeah yeah because they board you in a hotel prior to and post generally to work the flights out so it's more than just what you see on the boat oh cool it's a fun way where people can pull their money and do it i'm in Tim, you want to go? I'm in. I could be persuaded into this. I mean, you're only on Earth. We're only on this spinning rock for so long, right? So you got to exactly. like pull the trigger on some fun things from time to time. Push the envelope. If you go, you have to come back on. <laughs> I was on the Miller Ferry last weekend going to Putin Bay. I don't know if that counts as yachting experience, but yeah. the people watching was amazing. You definitely knew who was from Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> My youngest went to Bowling Green, so... Oh, you know. I know the visual. I've got it already. my T-Town. Awesome. That's great. 
Did you have any other questions? There's been really interesting characters that were only on one season and it would have been really cool to learn more about, let's say, Lloyd, right? From last season. Right. Mm-hmm. I love Lloyd. Lloyd was really cool. He had some interesting perks about him. Like, I want to know more. What happened to Lloyd? You know, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. They do need to have a Where Are They Now spinoff yeah. series. Yeah. Every that now and again, cool. I'll get a Google alert because I have Google alerts set for my name just so I can keep track sure. of what people are saying about me, which may or may not be a good thing. And every now and again, <laughs> And they'll be a where are they now type thing. Most of them are kind of generic, but it's pulling from different seasons, different cast members and where they've ended up. And so sometimes I learn a few new things. I don't keep up with everybody, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of Lloyd. I think he was a good dude. Yeah, I think he was probably not reality TV material, though. Yep. Like probably just a little bit too much of a nice guy. Yep, I totally agree. This is a pitch idea for a reunion show. Okay, Ooh. they bring back. Let's just say eight people or whatever as guests. Mm. And that's the reunion. Nice. They put the older folks on the new boat mm-hmm. for a, a week or whatever. I don't know. I just think that would be good because they'd be critiquing them, but also trying to hook up with them. Just for this idea that didn't go so hot for me when I did it, but <laughs> I'd be game to do it again. Well, I like your reunion idea, Tim. I think you need to post it on social media, though. So Bravo doesn't steal it out from under you and you have documentation yeah documentation of your original concept but i would like to see that it's been really cool to chat with you guys i appreciate all the insight and all the info thank you so much for taking the time check him out on jeff and jen on q102 wkrq.com live stream him he's hysterical and thank you everybody for listening catch us next week for the below deck med season seven episode nine recap i'm gonna pass an envelope over to you this is for you guys what is the envelope it's like they always pass the envelope at the end of the, the, tell. the tip envelope. <laughs> oh boy jen <laughs> so funny take care bye bye jen bye Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.